0: Okay, so what I'll do right now, this is the best thing to do. You just say a scripture verse, then people think, well, he's talking from the Bible. So Luke chapter 3, verse 5, so I've said that now, so now we can say anything we want. (laughs) Actually, John 3, 6 would be better. But back in October last year, way back then, I took some time out to plan for this year. And I remember I, I... thought I'll I was in Adelaide anyway so I thought I'll stay another extra night and I I I booked this you know I thought it was a flashy it had a really flashy name of this place and it's like it was the it was the dive of the dives it was where it's where you go when you've got nowhere else and uh, it was on the back end of Hindley Street and it's it was like it was it was rough as rough but the amazing thing was I sat there. didn't even have a, a desk or anything. You know, I'm thinking this will be a fancy hotel. there will be one of those big desks with a leather top and, and, and a you know, fancy pen that you steal, all, all that sort of stuff. It was, there, was, there was this tiny little bench of, uh, about that wide um, beside the bed, and that was it. And the, and the, the, the shower was like... <laughs> it was crampy and, and not really nice. But, but basically I got the whole theme for our year this year, which is Supernatural. And, and also a whole lot of um, messages to bring to the church. So I'm excited for what God wants to do this year at One Heart Church. But I want you to uh, join with us and expect supernatural, to expect supernatural things to take place. So when we think of that word, supernatural, it can mean spiritual things that are not from God. So some people thinking of supernatural things, they can think of all sorts of stuff that, that uh, are, are out there, but doesn't always mean that it's from God. So there's other forces around in the supernatural world that aren't particularly God. So what I am wanting us to focus on and concentrate on is uh, spiritual things that are from God that are life-giving and life-building supernatural. So that's what we want. We want to have things in our life. We want to be welcoming those things. We want to be aware of these supernatural things that make our lives better for God. So... This morning is going to be a broad introduction to the theme of supernatural. So if you do have your Bibles, it will come up on the screen as well. John 3 verse 6 says this, once it's there, Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. So what I want to start off with this platform for the supernatural this year is supernatural things are birthed spiritually. They're not birthed in our intellectual capacity or what we know or what we've experienced in the past. They are birthed spiritually and we um, ought to have a, a desire, if we're believers in Jesus, to, to experience spiritual things or supernatural things. So I'll give you the definition of supernatural. It's a force beyond scientific understanding or the laws of nature. In, the, in that definition, we find that the supernatural things can't be measured or calculated using physical laws or physical measures. You can't say, well, we're going to do a scientific test on a supernatural principle. We can't do that. So here's my explanation, is we live in a natural world surrounded by supernatural things. I know that's very deep for something. to take note, write that down. We live in a natural world surrounded by supernatural things. The, the issue we have is we can't always see the supernatural. We can't always uh, put our hand on it or feel it or see it. But we often live only seeing the conditions. Jimmy's still getting that last bit down. so right, Or he's just texting his friends. What time are we going out? Make sure the boat's full of petrol. But often we only see... We live seeing the conditions of things around us, the problems, the bills, or even the good things that get our attention. And often I find that our heart wanders away from God, not when everything's coming against us, because that's when I find people seek God, seek church. Uh, When everything's good, it's like, oh, you know what? There's other other things that are taking my attention right now. There's no urgency for me to pray. There's no urgency for me to seek after God. There's, there's no reason for me to be in church because everything's just cruisy and nice right now. But it is possible to create a doctrine that cancels out the spiritual. And we're left with a view of God that doesn't include supernatural experience. And we're really good at that. So that leads to the title of my message today. Uh, It's Supernatural Weird But Good. (laughs) This is really deep here this morning. Supernatural Weird But Good. So before we start giving license to ourselves to do strange things in church, because that's what some people think, well, we've got a supernatural move happening, there's lots of weird stuff happening in church, we're doing strange things, That's not the type of supernatural we're expecting. That's not the type of supernatural that's going to change anything. So uh, I just need to say that. Get that out out there. But here's something else that that is really important. Let's not be overly spiritual, but underdeveloped spiritually. Having spiritual explanations for everything. You ever talk to people like that? got, Got a scripture for everything. Got a spiritual explanation for everything. Uh, but they're not able to negotiate through life effectively. It's like, yeah, but you don't even talk to your family. You're, you're estranged from everybody. You can't keep a job. You, 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 your car runs out of petrol all the time because you're hoping for supernatural somethings. Let's not be overly spiritual, but underdeveloped having a spiritual explanation for everything, but not able to negotiate through life effectively. I want the supernatural to infect our lives so that we become so effective in the natural that it's amazing. Because if we're going to live that other way, that's just called being weird, and we don't want to do that. (laughs) Because there's enough weird already, and we we don't need to blame the Holy Spirit for the weird that we want to bring to church. So, Jesus lived totally supernatural. He lived a totally supernatural life, from from his birth to his death, and everything in between was filled with supernatural events. Example of that, in one, one verse, if we just look at the supernatural life of Jesus, Matthew 15, verse 30, it tells us that great crowds came to him, bringing the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute And many others, and laid uh, um, and laid them at his feet, and he healed them. That's pretty supernatural, right there. Other things that Jesus did: he turned water to wine, John two verses six to nine. That's supernatural. That's supernatural and weird. But sort of depends on what church you come from, whether it's whether we can preach about that one or not. He should have turned it into lemonade then I could have drank. He made bl- he made blind people see. Uh, Mark chapter 10 verse 46, that's supernatural, that's weird but good. John 9 verse 6, it, it talks about he, he healed a blind man, he spat. He said he spat in the ground and he made paste, he made mud, and he put it in the man's eyes and and then told him, gave him some instructions. At the end of the day, the guy went to see just a little side note on that a little diversion sometimes God will offend us because you, you imagine you think I'm going to I'm going to church today because I need a healing I need I need some compassion I need some love I need some encouragement and what happens is it, it's the equivalent of something going, and and you get offended somehow and it's so easy to happen and so when when I consider this is just a diversion here for a second we need to do this he, this guy got spit in his eye and that could have been the end of it. He could have gone home and said to all his friends, yeah, I went to Jesus, he just made mud and put it in my eyes and it's still there, I'm still blind. But he listened to what Jesus said and he went home, He went away and washed where he said and he, and he went home seeing that day. And we need to be people of God if we want to experience the fullness of the supernatural. We've got to get past offences and not say, well, I'm offended now, where's the next church? But we need to start saying, well, God, you know, that hurt, that, that embarrassed me, but I'm not going to be put off from, the, from the, the miracle that could be mine. Anyway, I don't know why that came out, but anyway. God may offend you so you can see supernaturally. When Jesus was killed, he didn't stay dead. That's extreme supernatural. That's pretty weird but good. Here's something interesting I've found. If you're following me with your Bibles this morning, Mark chapter 8, verses 11 to 13, let me read it out to you. This is a really, really interesting concept here. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had arrived, they came and started to argue with him. Now, a Pharisee, if you're not aware, a Pharisee is a religious leader, someone who studies the, the Jewish religious rules and laws and, and the Old Testament writings from Moses and like that, they, they experts at that stuff. That's what a Pharisee means. So when these Pharisees heard that Jesus had arrived, they came and started to argue with him, testing him. They demanded that he show them a miraculous sign from heaven to prove his authority. They're saying, show us something supernatural. If you're saying that you're The Son of God, if you're saying that you're someone special, then you prove it to us. It goes on to say, when he heard this, when Jesus heard this, he sighed deeply in his spirit and said, why do these people keep demanding a miraculous sign? Why do these people keep demanding a supernatural presentation? I tell you the truth, this is Jesus saying, I will not give this generation any such sign. Verse 13 is what I want us to get, uh, get hold of this morning. So he got back into the boat and left them and he crossed to the other side of the lake. Now when I read this story, I think, wait, I thought, well, well being a Pharisee, you should be able to go to Jesus and say, hey, listen, you, you show me a sign of your, of your power. You show me a sign of your authority. You prove to me who you say you are. With that attitude... Jesus didn't say, okay, what do you want? What do you want to see? Do you want to want to eat bread today? Do you want to eat lots of fish? Do you want to see a tortilla playing on a record player today? You tell, me, you tell me the miracle you want to see and I'll just make it happen for you. Jesus was disappointed. He sighed because they had, they had the wrong attitude and he hopped into a boat and he says, come on, disciples, let's go. That's that's an incredible scripture that we see here that I just want us to, to get a couple of points out of this morning. So here's some points to consider when it comes to Jesus and the supernatural because Jesus is the gateway into our experiences of supernatural things. It's got to come through Jesus. It's got to come through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's got to come through faith in Jesus. So the first thing I want us to see, Jesus doesn't perform to prove who he is. Jesus doesn't perform a miracle to prove who he is. Um, he didn't do that. He didn't do that then, and he doesn't do that now. So it is unwise to demand of Jesus to prove himself by some supernatural sign. So I know we might think that logically in our minds. Well, if God was really real, then he would show me. He'll make the, you know, something happen. If, if, if this or that happens, then I'll know that God is really real. You know, God can make himself real to you, but it's not as a performance to prove anything. Because God doesn't need to prove who he is. He is just is. Bad English, that's from McLeod Tech English. The second thing, Jesus operates supernat- in supernatural ways and those close to him will see. That's a double meaning. Those close to him who are blind will see and those close to him will see. Stuff. Got that, Anne? So the most important prerequisite to the supernatural operating in our lives is relationship with Jesus. Jesus. In Luke chapter ten, forty two, there's an example of that. The, the example of Mary and her sister Martha it says Mary sat at Jesus' feet and Martha was busy doing all the jobs had to be done and, and she says to Jesus, Oh you know, tell my sister to help me, can't you see how busy I am? And Jesus said, Mary has found the right thing. This is my interpretation. She's found the right thing and no one's going to take that off her. She found relationship with Jesus as the most important thing. Jesus' disciples saw the supernatural when they were with Jesus and they saw the supernatural when they were away from Jesus. In Luke chapter 10 verse 1, it's a story where Jesus sent 72 disciples out, called in 72 people. He said, look, I want you to go out, go to all all these places and start to go on a missions trip, first missions trip. So off they go. And then in verse uh, 17, I'm going to ask the musicians and singers to come back. In verse 17, it says, When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. That's that's supernatural. Even demons obey us. they're, They're spiritual forces. It would be amazing of us this year if we were able to position ourselves spiritually to be in place that allows the supernatural from God into our life. Something we attributed to God in church from the past. So something sorry I I rephrased that. Some things that we attributed to God that happened in church from the past was just weird just imagine if you've been around who's been in church for a long time more than 10 or 20 years we've seen our fair share of weird but what what I what I also discovered I saw a lot of weird stuff but I didn't see a lot of people changing I saw a lot of people still living in there you know they just carried on had weird things happen in church but then they're still still messed up when Jesus touches us supernaturally that may look weird but we want to stand up and be straighter we want to be stronger. But let's not allow those experiences from, from the past to, to muddy the future and what the Holy Spirit wants to do in us now. There's that verse in Isaiah 18. It talks about the forget the former things. Behold, I'm going to do a whole new thing. I want to do a new thing. I want to do something fresh and living. We're going to pray for people this morning. We're going to have a a general prayer time. So if you need prayer, if you want to start the year fresh in God, if you want to close the door from yesterday's mistakes, or you might be just thinking, I feel a sense that God is starting something new in me, and I want to have that completed. I want to have that uh, sealed in spiritually. I want to declare to God that I want to follow that future plan that he has in my life that we're going to pray for you this morning if you have any other general need at this same time we'll invite you to come and we'd love to pray with you but in John chapter 3 verse 6 where we started this morning flesh gives birth to flesh but the spirit gives birth to spirit I want to pray for people this morning for spiritual birth to take place maybe you've never experienced anything like that maybe you've never considered it we're going to pray for spiritual births in, in new areas of ministry perhaps ministry that's never ever been part of your life but you have a spiritual birth for ministry for your life for evangelism for souls to be saved even in business there can be spiritual births in business in what we do if we even if we Work somewhere. There can be spiritual things that are birthed in us right there. I sense that there is someone here this morning as well. If you can just bow your, bow our heads. There's an individual here who's who's battled with uh, disquiet all their life, unease that just doesn't seem to go away. That doesn't matter what happens. Even when great things happen, it's always like I just feel uneasy, just feel unsettled. The Holy Spirit wants to bring settledness to your future by starting today. He wants to bring a supernatural confidence into that person's heart today, into your heart today. Why don't we stand to our feet this morning? All through our Bible there, is, there are ex, extreme examples of supernatural encounters of God with people right from Genesis all the way through you'll see there's times where God intercepts people with supernatural moments that change the destiny of that person's life and, and the destiny of whole nations this morning uh, we, we don't want to manipulate or or coerce anybody here today. But I know deep in my spirit that Jesus wants to start a journey of the supernatural in your life this morning, starting from now. We've got a long way to go this year, and I know that it's going to be an exciting, challenging year for our church, and we're going to see God do some amazing things. And God wants to use you in some of those things. Maybe you'll be the, the catalyst that God uses to bring about something amazing powerful and supernatural i've asked a few of our team to pray with you this morning and the singers will lead us in in another song and as they do i just will ask if you desire to take that step to be awakened supernaturally to to be open to god to do some birthings of spiritual things in your life in 2019 then why don't you come down again if you have other needs you might be sick You may have fears, you may have anxiety, perhaps you have some money problems. We're not going to give you money, but we're going to pray that God will give you a solution for that this morning. Just putting it out there. We have a disclaimer for everything these days. So why don't you come as we sing and and we'll have some of the team just pray with you and talk with you and believe God for something supernatural to start birthing in you today. Why don't you come?